Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Goldie Hyder is the president and CEO of the Business Council of Canada. Mr. Hyder represents the uh, chief executive officers of Canada's largest businesses, and uh, we're always glad to talk to him. And the question continues to be how and when to restart the Canadian economy in a planned, effective manner and not uh, to just lurch into gear haphazardly. And the Business Council sent an open letter to government uh, covering the, the main points. Mr. Hyder, my head is still spinning over the 34% who plan retirement to, uh, around a lottery win. Hi, I'm just saying I'm lucky I'm, I'm in the other 64% category who don't buy those tickets. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, Some numbers just absolutely are stunning. Um, you and I have talked about the uh, need to get the economy going again, what it's going to take, and, and under what circumstances it has to happen. Let me ask you this to begin with. What are you hearing from Canada's corporate leaders about the impact of the pandemic? Let's back it up a little bit. The impact of the, of the pande- pandemic on their companies and on the overall economy so far. Well, obviously, it's uh, unlike anything any of us have ever seen before, right? How quickly things change. And only a short while ago, we had a really strong balance sheet in the country. Uh, Businesses were hiring, investments were taking place. Sure, we had some issues on on a variety of different things, but they sure seem small now in front of what... uh, what lies ahead of us, and I think, um, you know, this notion of we're all in this together, we really are, uh, Roy, I'm seeing Canadians of, uh, right across the country, businesses of all sizes, leaders um, of businesses of all sizes, uh, trying to figure out how do we get through this, how do we get through it together, and perhaps the most important question before us now is when the time comes to restart, how do we make sure we get that right? Well, let's talk about that and how we, in fact, do make sure that it does restart properly. And uh, the Business Council sent an open letter to the Prime Minister and Premiers uh, calling on them to do this properly. And and, uh, and, and the, the first part of your letter deals with health and safety must be paramount. Well, that should be a given. I mean, we're combating a health emergency. And I, I know if I can just speak candidly to, to you and your, your listeners as just a fellow Canadian, I mean, look, um, we're all going through this um, uh, you know, new world together here. And we have been through it for a little over a month now. Uh, but I can sense that there might be some anxiousness and, and desire to like, okay, that's been, uh, you know, we've got that in hand here. We don't have it in hand. The virus is still very much uh, in charge, uh, not just here, but in other parts of the world. We're doing a far, far better job of it than many, many other countries, and we should be grateful to our leaders as well as our healthcare professionals and others who have, uh, who have helped us get there, and frankly, all Canadians who have responded to that call. But the worst thing we can do right now is to make all of that for naught by prematurely rushing into a situation um, where the risks of the virus returning uh, would be far more catastrophic than the risk of the virus when it arrived. Uh, You know, there's this term in economy about a U recovery or a V recovery. The one thing we can't afford is a W recovery, where there would be a second shutdown. The costs of that psychologically and economically, Roy, I think would be quite severe. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, I, I think it would, the second part of that W would be almost impossible to absorb after what we've gone through already. Uh, when you uh, the, the second part of the open letter deals with a consistent national approach, and as I was reading that, I was thinking about business, large and small, and labor unions and political parties, uh, all the different entities that might be antagonistic or confrontational with each other on a, on a, on a in normal times can't afford that this time. 
No, this is not about competitiveness or, or competition at this time. What this is about is the, putting the national interest above all else. Um, you know, I, I think that what we have an opportunity to do here is governments, uh, my letter was to the Prime Minister, but also all of the Premiers, to say, you know, this is one country. Uh, we have one strong economy here that we can return to. Uh, but we have uh, supply chains, and these supply chains are integrated across provinces and across boundaries into other countries like the United States and beyond. And so getting this right is essential. So it needs to be coordinated between governments, but also business and labor. And secondly, in putting the interests of, of the health above all else, we need to recognize that we have to give confidence to employees that, that when they return to work, we're going to be able to take care of their health and safety, which is always a number one consideration for any uh, you know, a business owner or, or, or leader for that matter. And that includes uh, also providing confidence that you know, if you're going to be able to open up a daycare, if you're going to be able to open up schools, uh, are those employees going to be able to safely get to work on public transportation? These are big questions that require us to work on a plan that's at least nationally coordinated. It's consistent. Yes, it will be staggered. Different provinces are going to be ready to go sooner rather than, uh, than others. Certainly British Columbia, New Brunswick, Saskatchewan perhaps, and a few others, Alberta, are thinking about how to get that going. They can be our incubators. Let's try it out you know, uh, and see how that, uh, how that plan unfolds. But we have to have confidence, and that, of course, includes testing. We need to be able to continue to test, continue to track, and provide our employees with masks and sanitizers and so forth. So there's a lot of big issues here to unpack, Roy. Uh, you know, when I read the, uh, the line uh, or the, the two lines in this uh, letter, protection for employees, face masks, face shields, gloves, and other forms of per- personal protective equipment will be necessary to ensure the health and safety of employees in some workplaces. We talk about PPE on a regular basis, which is uh, woefully lacking for our medical professionals, for our healthcare heroes. But there's also, as you point out here in the letter, there's an absolute need for protective equipment for workers who are going back to their jobs or maybe on jobs now where they're in public contact. There's so much competition for this PPE internationally. We're hearing about folks arriving and just you know, uh, throwing suitcases of cash at producers in order to s- to take off with somebody else's order that they've already, you know, essentially paid for. This is a hugely competitive reality internationally. How do we do this? Well, look, it's a, a, a great, le- unfortunately, a learning for all of us here about the reliance we've had on others to be able to do some things for us. And no question that we're very lucky to have the innovative industry that we do and the response by businesses, as acknowledged by the Prime Minister and others, has been superb in trying to address those shortfalls and those gaps. We just need to get the volume going. I mean, even this uh, new new device that's apparently going to do a test in an hour or two, it's an R&D company that's made it. It's not a manufacturing company, so we're going to need to figure out how to manufacture these. And yes, we're going to have to source these products from all over the world. Luckily, we resolved the 3M issue um, you know, to, to mutual satisfaction to the U.S. and us. Uh, it, is, it is sad to see, but I think there's a, there's a general um, learning here for all of us that we can never let that happen again. And in the short term, uh, everybody's doing everything that they can to source uh, the, the, the equipment um, and the supplies that are necessary. And a number of those things are happening in Canada, and we should be very proud of that. Mr. Hyder, different sectors of our business world uh, face different challenges, and some are in greater difficulty than others. And for difficulty, I would immediately have concern for the oil and gas and energy sector. 
that are so integral to the well-being of our of our country. I think it's 10% of our GDP uh, comes from the energy sector. Are they receiving the level of support that they require? Um, you know, the, if I were to ask know, 10, 15 people on the street just passing by, most of them would probably say no. Yeah, and, they, and look, I, I don't disagree with that assessment. I, I think even the government would agree with that assessment that yesterday represented uh, a start uh, to at least um, you know the 1.7 billion or so to help shut down uh, you know those uh, those um, stranded uh, oil wells and so forth. Um, mm-hmm. But clearly, a lot more liquidity is going to be necessary. Uh, this is an industry that has you know the so-called double whammy of not just uh, the uh, oil price collapse, but also having to, to deal with the virus as well. Uh, it is 10 to 12 percent of our GDP. It employs uh, tens of thousands of Canadians, hundreds of thousands of Canadians across the country. I think we think of it as a very much a Alberta thing. The reality is it's very much a national thing. And Ontario alone, $25 billion worth of GDP is directly linked to the oil sands in the good days. So we, we have to recognize that um, the need for energy is not going away anytime soon. Yes, it needs to be done responsibly. Canadian companies uh, are obviously focused on doing that. But the liquidity issue is the number one thing I hear from the oil and gas companies, Roy. And um, when we talk about liquidity, it makes it sound like checks being written to corporations. They're checks being written to people. <laughs> when all is said and done, that money flows through to employ Canadians and uh, keep their families fed. And there's a lot more work to do on that front. And, but as I said, hopefully yesterday was just to just start and there's more to come. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.